Star Star Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, already know. Seven the pan, seven the pan. That dude fears on the fears on the feet. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound change, sound change, sound change. Crown the king, crown the king's only. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the fields. Hard and five forever keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, jeans and long sleeves, they taking no shorts. So hot to death, oh yes. These other sports podcasts live as a froze corpse. Biz market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyze it with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always in season if people start five, start five. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you we need. Got what you need. If the sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking cause we live it. We got what you we need. Got what you yeah. need. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you we need. Got what you and y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the illest cat speak. I got what you need. I got what you need. I got what you need. To sound like them young kids right now, I'm smoking that New York City pack right now. I got that May, I got that mayor pack right now. I'm smoking it as November 1st hits tomorrow. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the city. I can't wait to see the city do that right now. But anyway, let me stop being petty. This is the boy, the mayor, that DJ named H5. Your mom's favorite fat guy all the way from, I, I can't disclose the location this time because it's, I mean, it is kind of obvious, but we're back. Newest episode of the starting five. As always, we need y'all to check out the start five show.com, but. As you see in that top corner right there that I'm pointing towards, that now is the correct QR code that y'all are going to scan from here on out to take you to the Star 5 Podcast link tree. On the link tree, it has everything from to our Instagram, to TikTok, to the website, to the merch store. You name it, it's all there for the Star 5 TJ, what's good with you? What's good, man? Good time. Good. Uh, long time no see from last week, I guess. Good talking to you. What's up, my brother Jamal? Thanks for popping in today. Appreciate that. What's up? Hey, what's up? Uh, How's everybody doing today? Good, good. I can't believe it's like almost 70 degrees out here. We're damn near the last week of October. So I'm taking advantage of that full force. Because you know you tomorrow will be 30 near. degrees. Yeah. Today is the last day of October. We ain't damn near in the last week. <laughs> All right, the last day of October. Happy Halloween for those uh, who are celebrating. Um, yep. And yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling real good. You know why I'm feeling real good, Demir? You know why I'm feeling real good, right? I, I wait till good brother uh, JP comes last, on a little later. Yeah, yeah, but you know, five and one. That's all I'm saying, B. Right, that's all I'm saying. Jamal. That was that was the game that I was gonna pick as the game of the week, but then. I changed it because JP threw in the Philly. When I was trying to use Philadelphia as a segue into something else, JP still jumped ahead and picked Philadelphia anyway, fucking up the flow. 
Mm-hmm. And then I picked, I picked the net. I picked the Nets game instead. And then these niggas still talked about the Knicks and <laughs> But anyway, what's good? What's good with you, brother? Uh, everything is good, man. Uh, just like the good brother TJ, you know, um, I, I'm I'm experiencing slight moment of zen at the minute because I'm in a position <laughs> that is unfamiliar to me, has been unfamiliar maybe once in the last two decades. Well, I still have to, to all know, of us. <laughs> yeah, wake up and, and see if it's real. If I wasn't, you know, if it wasn't all a dream. Pinch so, yourself, bro. Pinch yourself. I try. You know, <laughs> I try. Yeah. We'll call. We'll coin him the name now. Our baller and savior, R.J. Barrett, and them boys are doing their thing. <laughs> and you know, the, the, the be- most beautiful thing about that is that it's a draft pick. We, yes. we drafted yeah. somebody who's one of our own and developed him and is letting him develop into into becoming the, the stud that he is. And that is that is that is a, a foreign action for that ball club that plays in the garden. So you you know he'll be like the first draft pick we'll ever resign in like I don't know how many years. Probably since you right? <laughs> 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 Like just Damn. for instance, let me try to. I I gotta um. I wanna see. I got. I'm gonna send this video to our uh, group message. It's a TikTok, and perfect thing you said that Jamal. We're come talking about uh, talking about draft picks and Knicks. This is a TikTok video that that I seen the other day. Shout out to these kids, the broadcast boys, yo. I, they do some funny ass shit. On TikTok, like they, you, you'll see the style of video that they do right now. But I, as I pull it up, but y'all, y'all gotta see this shit, especially talking about our Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Especially talking about our Knicks. This dude, he's talking about Knicks draft picks, as he says. A brief history of, oh no, my bad, wrong video, wrong video. Since I'm here, let me actually find it. There it is. History of Knicks draft picks since 2005. <laughs> I promise some of these dudes you've never even heard of. 2005, Channing Fry, a more than solid NBA career. 2006, Ronaldo Balkman and Marty Collins. Who? 2007, <laughs> are the most tatted Nick of all time. 2008, Danilo Gallinari, a babyface assassin who's balling out in the conference finals. 2009, Tony Douglas and Jordan Hill. Who? 2010, Andy Routens and Landry Fields. <laughs> Who? 2009, Leon <laughs> Shumpert. Let's not talk about how him and Channing Fry got a ring. 2012, Costas Papa Nicolau. Papa wow. Nicolau. 2013, <laughs> Junior. He's actually pretty damn nice in Dallas. 2014, Clee Anthony Early. Who? And we thought we could lure Giannis <laughs> to the Knicks by drafting his brother. Stupid. 2017, Frank, <laughs> Dotson, and Ogden Jaramaz. Who? And finally, my king. <laughs> A brief history of Nick's draft. <laughs> I'm glad I showed that now while JP <laughs> that was wasn't perfect. here. That I'm was glad perfect. I, I'm glad I showed that now while JP wasn't here because JP would ride right. He would he would hold his hat on that Clay Anthony early talk. Especially yes, he you would. Know, you know, yes, he would. And he'll probably bring yes, it up would. later. So there's oh, a he, this, he will. spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Our brother's gonna use the same content as he always does. <laughs> but but enough of that. Let's get to the new content, and that is as we get it out of the way. This week's games of the week. Last week we did three NBA, two NFL. This week we're gonna do three NFL, two NBA. So Jamal, 
Where do you want to go with? I think Jamal froze. I think TJ, you know what? We'll start with you. Oh, no, Jamal, right, you're so back. You froze. You froze. And I was saying games of the week. It's on you whether you want to go NBA. Now, this is how we're doing it for the NBA. I'll say okay. pick a day. I'll say pick a day, and I will read the mm -hmm. schedule. Read the list of games going on that day, unless you have okay. one that you want to go off with. But NFL, you already know how we do. So, but mm -hmm. it's on you. Which way you want to go first? I'm gonna go NBA first, and okay. uh, this may be a popular pick. I'm gonna go Friday, and the, the New York Knickerbockers against the Milwaukee Bucks. Because good lord, if that ain't a test of a test to see who's who, and what what a game to see, you know. Just how much the Knicks have improved, and where we stand in terms of, of of trying to ball with some of the big boys, and it's still early in the season, so I expect the the some other teams to rise to the top that ain't playing well right now and, and reshuffle the deck. I mean, we got out to a fast start, but you know it's not a dog race; it's a horse race. So, you know, right? We're gonna see. We're gonna see how it goes. But I think that is a great game of the week. The Knicks actually didn't do too bad last season without the offensive help against the Bucks. So. I think that's much rock basketball for this week. But now we, as as tradition, as TJ uh, tickles the dog's butthole. Um, <laughs> what a, dog what, sitting, what, yo! This shit is—he's a puppy, so. <laughs> so where do you where are we picking this game? I, I'll just be right up front. It, it'll be a Knicks L, but like you said, it'll be a good test for us to see where we're at, see what this youthful core is doing right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it'll be an L, probably not by too much. It would be less than ten, but I, I, I mm -hmm. I'll take a Knicks L against the Bucks. That that's not a that's not a hurtful one. Right, right. Um, yeah, bro. Look, there's one thing Thibodeau is going to do, and is going to make sure they play defense. So I don't expect them to get blown out. I expect them to be competitive. We get, we got we got shooters that space the floor. You can't really double team anybody without leaving somebody open who can actually shoot a shot. So you got we got that going for us. It depends, man. We've 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 upped our three point percentage and the shots we take, and we're actually making them. I think Kemba and Rose combined are like fifty something percent from three point land. So, I mean, they they haven't even gelled yet, and they're playing well. So, wait until you know. We get all, all that shit together, and everybody's comfortable with playing with each other. The bench has been phenomenal so far. We got one of the deepest and best benches in the league. So, if anything, either they'll keep us in a game or, you know, catch us back up if we're down. You know what I'm saying? It's, we're, we're a tough matchup. Derrick Rose is cooking anybody's point guard on his second unit right now. It's easy work for him. So, uh you know, I expect it to be a close game. I mean, Giannis is Giannis. You're not going to be able to stop that locomotion. That, that's a free train, and we got nobody to match up with him, honestly. Mm -hmm. If we can keep him outside and have him shoot jump shots all night, that would be the plan. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he takes two steps. He's at the basket, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, Nick, uh, you know what? I can see the Knicks pulling out a close one, you know, maybe by a point, two points here and there. It'll definitely come down to the final shot if the Knicks win the game. Gotcha. Now, Jamal. <laughs> okay. I'm since we playing with house money. I'm gonna go ahead and predict that these New York Knicks leave Milwaukee with a W. I think they may come out there and shell shock Milwaukee, who's not prepared 
for what this team actually is this year compared to what they were before. Or we get blown out. Who knows? But, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm going to say I, I think the Knicks going to win a close one. Cool, cool, cool. I'm the only one doubting ourselves. But like I said, an early season loss, it ain't a bad thing right now. You know, like I said, enjoy the 5-1 and one while we're up. I'm with that. TJ, which way do you want to go? NFL, remember this week, three games. Yeah, one more NBA. I'm crossing. We'll go NFL and keep my streak alive, baby. <laughs> and I'm going right to the Monday night game where the Giants have no business of winning. You know, I predicted <laughs> for them. I predicted them to win, and they've lost. I predicted them to lose, and they've won. So, you know, I got to see the Giants taking a huge L in this game, no matter how bad Casey's defense has looked. I mean, Casey is playing at home. Uh, the Giants still are without significant weapons in Galladay and Barkley. Their offensive line is still super sus. So, I mean, Daniel Jones, the only person that's been playing kind of solid or halfway decent is Daniel Jones. He really hasn't had too many fumbles with the ball. He hasn't been careless with irrational interceptions. So, I mean, he's been a game manager. Put it like that. He's been a game manager. He just does what what's in front of him, and that's what you're looking for right now, just to keep him in the game. So, I mean, like I said, the Giants should have no business because I don't see it as a, from a personnel matchup them having anybody to uh, stop Hill, Kelsey, or anybody else on a, on the offense that that can do damage. But uh, Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. Maybe we can get a few turnovers out of him. I doubt it. But uh, I see them building it by at least two touchdowns. KC. And that's being generous. Cool. Jamal, where you got yeah. this one going? Um, Echoing with what TJ said, the Giants have no business winning this game. If the Giants win this game, KC got problems because – uh, you know, right now we we out there with a uh, uh, you know XFL team for the most part. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna pick KC by a minimum of two touchdowns. You know, and the Giants just don't lose when they lose; they shit the bed. So let's see what's up. Word. But I think I think KC's gonna it's gonna be on and popping from early on. So for the three-pack, I'm going KC for the win by 10 at least. This is a game that KC needs. That's why I got to pick them for the win. They they need to find a way to turn this season around. I believe they're two and five right now, and it's it, shit's got to change. Shit's got to change over there, man. But um, next up for me, I'm going to take the second NBA game, and I will go to. What day will I go to? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You know what? For sake of pettiness, and November 1st has been my day, I'm going to go Bulls Celtics. Just because this young Bulls team has been has been playing phenomenal thus far, you know what I'm saying? Um, their standings, their record right now, they're 5-1 and one also, along with our Knicks. Which, which we're all tied at the top of the East, by the way. Knicks, Heat, Wizards, and Bulls. I mean, that's not saying much so early in the season right now. But, I mean, hey, let's take, let's take what we got <laughs> while we got it. But um, this Bulls team against this, this you know, equally young Celtics team, uh, Celtics shown to have a couple issues here and there on the court. But I think the Bulls might 
keep this up and go six and one. I mean, you know, freaking uh, Lonzo, Lonzo's doing this thing out there. Zach Levine and them. Like, I hate, I hate Chicago Bulls, but I'm picking them for tomorrow night. Jamal, um, that's a good game. Um, the Celtics, I think, is scary um, because of the two studs. And that's why I was, you know, even that game where we pulled it out, you know, we don't, our best player isn't as good as uh, Tatum or Brown. And to have those guys clicking on the same night, it, 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 it's terrifying. But that Bulls team is nice. And I think they're going to eke out a close win. That Bulls team is, is, is scary and surprising. TJ? Well, the Celtics just lost in double overtime to the Wizards the other night which was insane. Um, and when I watched the Knicks play the Bulls, they showed that they have no rim protection. Like, it was just easy, easy peasy running down the, the middle of the lane. Um, I thought the Celtics would be better than this at this point, uh, especially with their two stars and them getting a decent point guard in Schroeder. But um, with the new coach, it seems like it's taking time to buy into the coach's system and they're having problems with it. They're definitely struggling. Um, the Bulls definitely came on at the end of, of of the last two minutes of that game against the Knicks the other night. But I think that was a more of a problem of the Knicks not closing it out than, than the Bulls actually make, making a run. But uh, like you said, this Bull team, they, they did, what they don't do is quit. So um, that's going to be a really good game. That was a good pick, Dan. That's going to be a really good game. It's going to be interesting. Um, DeMar DeRozan just dropped 32 and six on, I think the jazz the other night. And I think they beat the jazz. So that was an impressive win to me. So I'm going to go have to go with the bulls with this one. Um, anytime, anytime the, uh, you could take down a top tier West coast team like that. Um, uh, that says a lot. And like I said, the Celtics are clearly struggling in all facets of their game right now. And, uh, it does, it doesn't look good. I got. I'll take the Bulls in a close one. All right, cool. So now, as we move on to the NFL, we got two games in the NFL to pick. Had to bring the brother JP in, aka the Gooch, this week again. We got. We got. We got to get down there to help this brother get his cameras working. What's up, JP? What up? Nothing right, much. Good, good, good. But um, before we get into you, we got two NFL games to pick. So you're gonna pick an NFL game for the game of the week. Um. Everybody who's in the comments right now, which right now is definitely Harold Lemon and shout outs to Sarah as always, streamyard.com slash Facebook. Please go to that. Once you do that sign up one time, we could get your name in the big screen as is asking now. Where you at, JP? Where you at? He's here. He's here. But um, yeah, after we finish these last these two NFL picks for games of the week, as we always are, your Sunday NFL watch-along, your early game watch-along, I have another message from the group by way of us, the starting five, the Soap Dealer, and the Open Run Podcast. JP, take it away. Pick your, pick your game of the week this week. And then, Jamal, you'll pick the, the last NFL game as a guest. So. I'm going to start off with the bang. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. I think this game is going to be closer than people think it is. New Orleans, one of the best defenses around. 
It all depends on Jameis Winston. What are you going to get out of him today? If he has a solid game, they have a good chance of winning. If not, they, they might get blown out, depending on what happens. Because um, Michael, Tom, Michael Thomas is not there yet. They rely on Kamara a lot. Tampa Bay has a lot of offensive weapons. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. You know, um, close one. I'll say 28-24 Tampa Bay. I'm a, I'll ride with Tampa on that one, too. I, w- I would say Tampa by at least one score. Um, they're just... They they way they just look way too dominant, and I'm gonna keep it that short, Jamal. Um, you know how I always do with Jameis. If they get him his crab legs, they gonna win. Um, this game is in New Orleans. New Orleans has been owning that squad for a minute. You know, Jameis may want to get a little little payback. I'm gonna go uh, with uh, New Orleans. You wanna see? You wanna see Jameis eat that W like he always does? That's- <laughs> 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 Go ahead, TJ. Make your pick. Uh, I am not going against Tom Brady on this one. Uh, they are rocking and rolling. Um, Mike Evans caught three touchdowns last week. They're they're a well-oiled machine, and um, I don't think Jameis is going to have the cojones to stand up and, and match Tom Brady touchdown for touchdown in that in that race. So I'm Brady. And they're going to win by 10. I'll leave it at that. Cool. Now for the last pick, Jamal, NFL game. I'm going with the Chargers and the Patriots. Nice. Only because uh, the Patriots, I don't know if folks have been watching them. You know, they're coming along slowly. Like, th- this, that kid is, is more solid than I thought. And he's coming along quick. And I think they, I'm picking them for at least to be a wild card team this year. I think they're making that move right now. It starts with the Chargers. So I think they turn, they're trying to turn that corner. You know, the Chargers started off hot. Um, this is a good matchup for, for the Patriots to really see where they are. Can they beat these mediocre and mid-level teams? And I don't know. I, think, I, I'm, I feel like uh, Mac Jones is starting to grasp the game. You know, he's, he's, he's going to be more than a game manager. I think that beat down of the Jets gave him a lot of confidence. I think a win today does even more for him. And I'm gonna say the uh, the Patriots. I, I as I always say, never trust Alabama quarterback. Mac Jones is is the one person that is kind of proving a little different. Like you could see his maturity go along, you could see his growth, and just the Patriots as a whole. Like Belichick never really has them ever playing sloppy. They may take mm-hmm. L's, but they never play sloppy. And so far, so good. Even in their losses this year, they never looked bad. They were just straight up L's. You know what I'm saying? And I think this week they're going to take an L. I like what the Chargers are doing a lot right now. Justin Herbert is phenomenal. Two, two, they have two of probably top five, top ten receivers in the game. I'm going with the Chargers by ten this week. Mm. Mac Jones got to learn a lesson, JP. Mm. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, man, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, 24-23. I'm going to go with the Chargers. New England is getting better. Belichick started to put his, his hand imprint on the team. Um, Mac Jones, Jones is getting better. I think it's going to be a solid quarterback. 
Justin Herbert's going to be a star, as you can see. Um, you have a little more offensive firepower. That's the reason why I'm going with the Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers in the game. And also, Aaron Eckler. It's on my fantasy team, so I need him to score some points for me today. So, <laughs> in first place, I'm 5 1, so I got to go Chargers. TJ, I, like JP said, uh, Justin Herbert is going to be a star, and the boy's already getting commercials, so it's on his way. Let them keep playing solid. Yeah, no doubt. Just to be clear, Jamal, if anybody needs a confident boost, they can always play the Jets and get that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just throw that disclaimer out there, bro. <laughs> you want to get your game right, go play the Jets. But um, you know what? Herbert is coming along. Uh, better than was projected at coming out of college. The dude has been solid. The the coach, and, and you know, got them playing right. Bill Belichick is always going to be Bill Belichick. He's going to have his team prepared, ready to play. They did beat the Chargers last year, 45 to nothing. But, you know, this is a new day and era. So it's going to be a close one. But I got to go. I'm going, I'm riding with you, uh, Dan, and the Young Bucks there and the Chargers, you know. I think they're going to win by a touchdown. You know, if the defense can, you know, what what it is is Belichick is going to make your weakest person beat them, and if they can recognize that, they're going to win that game. They're going to win that game solidly. So I'm going with the Chargers by a touchdown. And that wraps up the Star 5 games of the week for this week. Y'all heard the matchups. I don't have them committed to memory to go back over them again. But y'all heard the matchups. See and track along with us. Follow TJ's picking against his Giants and the Giants always winning. Follow that tightly. His record is fucking immaculate if you put it backwards. <laughs> but facts. Before Jamal, after I after after we do this little little uh segment break for a second, I'm gonna have to pull me and you from the stream because I'm going to give JP and TJ. About five to ten minutes. Oh man. Going back and forth on each other about last week's game because TJ did say on the show after they was talking shit with each other. We'll see next week, brother. And trust me, I'll have a lot to say next week. So we're gonna give them roughly 10 minutes. To just happen. No, we're gonna give y'all five to ten minutes, and then when me and Jamal come back on the screen. That's it for that conversation. <laughs> we go into the Rooney room, all right? But I'm, I'm, I'm with it. But before we get there, and I'm sorry, people who are listening on the pod that will be listening on the stream, the comedy <laughs> act, I mean, you're really only going to see TJ's face, but this is made for both, actually. This is made for both. So, But I got to give this announcement out because we made the announcement this week. It's not audio-based. Uh, let me get to some bitch. Hold on. Son of a bitch, hold on. Oh, there we go. So here it is. We have a Uno tournament going, y'all. Uno World Domination Tournament. Now, the post says join us live 830. That was because this past Friday we did the verbal announcement of what's going on as far as the, the tournament. But the soap dealer presents the, the Open Runs World Domination Tournament powered by the starting five. Basic is, shout outs to Will Strickland. He brought the idea, the soap dealer, co-signed the idea, became the main backer of this tournament. 
And this tournament is going to be hosted exclusively in the Star 5 Podcast Facebook group. Join us all. That was for whatever. But we're going to talk. We talked about how in this tournament with a simple $20 entry fee, you can win up to $1,000 in cash and different prizes brought to you by the Open Run, the Start 5, and most importantly, the Soap Dealer. Now, the first 30, 32 people to sign up is in the competition. There is an Eventbrite link in the Star Five Podcast Facebook group. We got to get that thing propped up. Uh, got to get that thing propped up at the top so everybody knows how to enter. So you can pay your entry fee and 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 join in on the fun. The week of I have to look at the calendar. I have to look at the calendar real quick, y'all. I'm sorry, but. It is going to be the week of November 15th to November 20th is when this tournament is going to take place. So please hurry up, get your entries in. We're going to make sure that Eventbrite link, once again, is going to be prominently placed in the group so y'all can join and enter the tournament. Now, with that being said, Jamal, 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 what's up, Lisi, in the comments? Yes, she's been posting this everywhere. We've all been posting it everywhere. But Jamal, like I said, it's time for us to lay out right now and give JP and TJ because the Knicks won. You get to talk first. You got ten. Of you, got, you got ten minutes. Be nice hey. to each other. Oh my bad. I exited JP. This supposed. JP, you there? I'm here. Ah, uh, brother. <laughs> brother, brother, was this even a game, son? Was this even a game? Yo, we're getting blown out by like 30, by the half. And then we, we continued to maintain the lead, and we won by 15. The best big man in the league was held to without a field goal until the third quarter. Only ended up with 14 points. What is going on? What is going on with your 76ers? We're five and one. You're barely above 500 and at the bottom of the conference right now. It's not a good look. You got an all-star point guard that don't want to even play for y'all. Y'all were talking about like Stephen, Cur uh, Stephen Curry's brother was the next coming. He scored two points against us. Two. It was an embarrassing. It was embarrassing, JP. Embarrassing. The, the effort and the only one that showed up was Tobias. That's the only person that showed up. That, and, and there was no help. Tybal was supposed to be this great all-world defender. Got cooked. Cooked. Joel, best big man in the league. Held to 14 points. Laboring up and down the court. You see, the next game, he dropped 30 and 15 like nothing ever happened. What's going on, JP? Can they really play against the elite teams in the league? Yeah, y'all gave Atlanta the business the other night. But, I mean, besides that, you've been beating washed-up squads. You really haven't played anybody. And then here come the Knicks, and we waxed on and waxed off like Daniel, son. Come on, son. You're real quiet. There was crickets after that game. Crickets. Crickets. Y'all had no answers. No answers. I'm going to let First, you speak. Okay. First off, 
Congratulations to the New York Knicks. Good victory. Solid. They look very good. Um, you guys are playing well, 5-1. and one. But I'd like to remind you, it's still early in the season. We know how you New York Knicks fans love to celebrate early. You know, we know how you all love to celebrate moral victories, too. Like, for instance, like you play against the Miami Heat down 3 nothing, you get a victory, and all of a sudden, confetti comes out of the garden. Oh, they won the championship site. No, they didn't. They got smoked the next game. We, we know how you New York Knicks fans love to get excited. We know that. And to be honest with you, I'll be straightforward. They bust, they bust the Sixers' ass on Tuesday night. Joel Embiid, he did. He didn't look well. The whole team didn't look well. Excuse me. The whole team didn't look well. They looked flat. They looked like they weren't into the game. Man, what more could I say? Congrats to y'all. But you know y'all going to see us this week in Philly. And you know y'all ain't going to win one out of Philly. You all ain't leaving Philly with a, with, a, with a W. You will take that L. You said the same thing last Sunday, JP. Uh, but yeah, but this time it's in Philly, though. You're not coming. You're not winning in Philly this week. We'll be ready, and I guarantee Joel and B is a thirty and fifteen game on y'all. Guarantee thirty and fifteen, huh? Thirty and fifteen. So he ain't he ain't gonna be trying to bust down like nine threes and breaking nope. them. He's gonna play the way he played last night. He's been gonna Listen, play, man. play last night. This is your first time y'all beat the Sixers in four almost five years. But JP, five I told you years. this. I told you this. I told you this last week. That last year we played them close all season. It was no blowouts. And okay, I told you. Guess what? What'd you go home with? An L. Right. Right. But we played your close. That means okay, we were close mean nothing. You were home with an L. Right. And what happened this time? We blew the we blew the doors off y'all. Okay. It's one game. It wasn't it's, even close. It's one game. See what happens on Tuesday night. See what happens in the next two games. We can beat y'all three to one. All right, and JP, and you want to talk about revisionist history because you 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 the one that brought up the revisionist history, so I got to go there. Y'all were – the Sixers were the team that was supposed to come out the East to go to the finals. Who said For the that? past three years. Who said For the that? past three years. Don't even go into who said that. That was a given. Simmons, no, Harris, and Embiid was supposed to go out there and dominate. Y'all haven't left the third, the second round. You know why I call y'all the second round kings, right? You know why I call y'all the second round kings, right? Because that's all y'all will ever achieve is the second round. All right? You you lost you lost to an Atlanta team that had no business. You you had lost to an Atlanta team that had no business losing to. And guess what? You had no business losing to. You all lost at home as well in the first round. They took they kicked in the to the same Atlanta team. To the same Atlanta, Atlanta team. team. But guess what? To the what? same Atlanta team. Guess what? We went more games than y'all. We, we, at least we went seven. Y'all got knocked out in six. Six. Because you know what? No, we got, knocked, we got knocked out in five. Well, five, whatever. Five, six, or whatever. We got knocked, five. Got knocked out in five. Y'all, man, please. Y'all haven't been. When did this time y'all even see the first? Matter of fact, when's the last time y'all won a championship? Yeah, y'all getting like fluffy Eagle fans used to be. Y'all, y'all getting to that way. Come on, man. Come on, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all not too far behind us in, in championship. Uh, hey. Last time we've been to a championship. Hey. It's been well over 30, 30 years for y'all. So, years. Let's, it's so let's not talk. Let's not talk. Let's and not. Don't even bring that up. 
don't don't even bring that up because it's well over 30 years for both squads. So that's irrelevant. That what? is irrelevant. You saw, you saw us with a championship. I saw that is irrelevant. You didn't see your team ever win a championship. What you did see was that shellacking y'all got. That's what you did see. You, okay. What you did see was the shellacking y'all got. A shellacking this week in Philadelphia. Okay. Guaranteed. You guaranteeing that one? Guaranteed. You guaranteed the last one. What happened, bro? Guaranteed the Knicks will not win in Philly this week. Guaranteed. Like I said, now, you're off to a great start. The Knicks are moving in the right direction, the way I've been saying. You got the right people in positions. Y'all are maybe a superstar player away to really, maybe even overtaking the Sixers. Maybe dude, even taking four Eastern Conference championship. Dude, you, you, you guys have no bench. You guys have no bench. Oh, the bench is getting better. The bench is there. It's there. It's not like, there. Nine, is pretty good. We're still He's a work right. in progress. We're still a work in progress. We'll be okay. How many games, how many games in B plays this year? How many how many games does Embiid play this year? That's going to decide your playoff future. The same as the out of eighty two, you talking well over twenty losses, bro. And not including the losses. That's not include. That's not including the losses you're taking with him in the lineup right now. Last night to me was a turning point. Last night with this team, that team played together. They played unselfish football. I mean basketball. They shared the ball together as a team. They play like that. They'll be a hard team to beat. The way they played last night. I don't know, man. I mean, it's like you said, it's just one game. But y'all haven't proven anything yet, and all you all all is proven is that y'all miss Ben Simmons. We That's do. all is proven. I'm not going to slip lie to you. Say we That's don't. all is proven that y'all miss Ben Simmons. Until and, trading and we get something for him or something like that there, this is going to happen. This is, this is, I, I agree. I agree. We do miss Ben Simmons because we all know Ben Simmons is y'all's daddy. We do know that. <laughs> and that was that, y'all. Time out. Time up. The round is over. Jamal, how was that? Because I was laughing. <laughs> I had to get up and run and do something at work real quick. But Well, my bad. I wasn't supposed to say I'm at work, but I am. <laughs> but I had to I, I had to get I had to get up and run away real quick, but it was it was funny. It was funny. that was funny and that was good. It's all love. He knows it's all it's, love. It's, it's enjoyable. Uh, See now JP. No, I'm sorry, JP. I tried to give a little spoiler alert. You might have said it before when I left, but I didn't hear it. I was waiting for your Clee Anthony early slander, which was <laughs> Which was okay because he grew up. He grew up. Our man, our man turned 50 and evolved on us. Salute to you, JP. Nah, nah. I gave it a spoiler alert because at the beginning of the show, we was talking about how with RJ Barrett like we finally got a draft pick that is going to stick around and we can possibly resign and so there was a yeah. and so there there was a video that I found on TikTok uh earlier this week or maybe last week and it was talking about fucking Knicks draft picks from 2005 till now so if you want to see a, see that part JP or hear about it just either watch the show back or you know after I upload the podcast yeah. listen back to your own work and listen to how we started off the beginning of the show so you can hear the video because it was funny. 
<laughs> it was funny. But now we're off to the last and final topic because we got to keep this show moving today. I got to see New York City burn after the Halloween parade today. We're talking about the Rooney Rule this week. Now, my fault, I used a picture of Art Rooney on the, on the show promotion of uh, uh, Image. But it was still valid because he is the daddy of Dan Rooney. Dan Rooney is the person who created and got the NFL to implement the Rooney Rule. If y'all not familiar with the Rooney Rule, the Rooney Rule was put in place because of the complaints from many people out there about how the lack of minorities at the time was specifically black folks, mostly, great majority. But it was put in place to try to give my, uh, you know, minorities slash people of color a chance at some of these NFL head coaching jobs. Then it eventually expanded to coordinator and GM jobs. And then recently, early this week, the NFL expanded the Rooney rule to get this, y'all. You don't have to mandatorily hire, I mean, interview one. Now you have to do two. You got to do two by mandatory now. Which, you know, it, it sounds like a mandate, kind of what New York City is going through right now. Which mandates, my opinion, especially with what's going on, is fucked up. But in a case like this, this kind of looks more affirmative action-ish. You know what I'm saying? This is more affirmative action-like. Where it's just to try to give people a chance. Literally, it's just try to give people a chance. But yet... The way the NFL has worked out, even since this rule has been created in 2002-2003, these owners and, and, and team executives are kind of using this as a pass of, see, well, at least I did what you asked me to do, and still hire who they want. You know what I'm saying? I mean, clear case of point, if you want to say, is the newly fired John Gruden. You know, I, I'm sure what's-the-name had him in mind from jump. And it's at other interviews, but this is my guy no matter what. Everything else was just formalities, probably lunches, maybe just a quick five, ten minutes in the office. Like, you know why I brought you here, right, nigga? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know why, you know why you're here, right? Yeah, my man outside, you know, he's at home right now. He's chilling, but he got the job. But you know why you're here. And that's kind of how, when it comes to the NFL, it's it's looked, you know, for a league that is over 70-plus percent people of color, people that look like me and Jamal and some shades of TJ and JP, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy to think. Like, it's crazy to think, like, there isn't that many that look like us that are at the pinnacle position of coaching. You know, that's why, you know, we look at we can look at the Pittsburgh Steelers all we want. Mike Tomlinson is is just a standout shining example. And especially in the place from 
the man who's of the family who owns the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have been the 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 prominent example for as long as he's been in the league. You know what I'm saying? And he's been a mainstay. Never had a losing season, possibly until this one. Super Bowls. If there's anybody that shows you, hey, us black folks can do the job, duh, this man right here. Eric B. Enemy, fresh after a Super Bowl win, still couldn't get a head coaching job. He ain't looking too good right now, and his chances ain't looking too great the way Kansas City is playing right now. But even still, the man has put in enough legwork to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the way it's going in the NFL, it reminds me of, like, just for comparison's sake, nothing to hang on. Like how a person like Patrick Ewan couldn't get a job, a head coaching job in the NBA. Now, NBA doesn't truly have as big of a problem with it. You know, because coaches, we know coaches in the NBA just get cycled in and out like fuck clockwork sometimes. Hmm. But like you think about like you think about, though, in Rooney rule sense, like Patrick Ewan, I'm sure he got interviews, couldn't get a head coaching job. He can get a bench job. You know what I'm saying? Allen Iverson recently coming out like, yo, like most of the legend, most legends from teams get a job in the organization somehow, somewhere. Even if it's like consulting or advisor or, you know, quote unquote, legendary team mascot, not mascot in the sense of costumes and shit. But you know what I'm saying? That person that they can utilize to prop up and say, yo, fuck with us Sixers, blah, blah, blah. Even Allen Iverson ain't getting the call. There's other there's a rabbit hole discussion that we're not talking about today behind why that could be. But but. This Rooney rule, JP, as you mm-hmm, and shoal is in and all that right now. Um, <laughs> what's your what's your thoughts on on what I know? Yeah, and I'm going to you first because we've talked about the Rooney rule before mm-hmm. in our past. I, I I can't. We've done so many episodes. I can't recall exactly what episode, but we've talked and discussed about the Rooney rule. And <laughs> Jamal said he don't like practice though. <laughs> practice. We talk about practice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, we've discussed the Rooney Rule at length in, the, in past episodes here and there. And, I mean, over the, over the years of doing this podcast and these discussions we've had, like, progress has been minimal. But yet, do you see the helpfulness with this uh, expansion to two? Hells no. Hells no. You know, it's like, it's like you're standing outside of a restaurant that won't serve you. And they'd be like, okay, we're gonna give you a, a piece of steak. Not a steak dinner, but we'll give you a piece of steak now to, 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 to pacify you. This is exactly what it's like. Man, they didn't keep that Rooney rule until they do something about hiring more black coaches in the NFL, please. Please. And, and, I, and I definitely agree with you with, with that. You know, the Raiders is one of my squads, you know that. But like you said, and you said it perfectly. He had John Gruden, Mark Davis had John Gruden in mind before he, before this even took place. Like you said, it's like, come in for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, so-and-so, good. Nice to see you. So what's your resume? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Okay, we'll give you a call back. Never do. That's exactly what happened. And like you said, not only Eric Bietemi, but there's other qualified coaches out there. You, you got um my man from Tampa Bay, Ty Bowles. Excellent defensive coordinator. Doesn't doesn't get a job neither. I mean, he had a job, but still doesn't get a, doesn't even consider for a job. 
It's crazy. Um, um, Byron Leftwich, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Doesn't get it. Doesn't even get considered for a job and stuff. So we keep on seeing this recycle over and over and over again in the good old boy network NFL. Let's see. They talk about these college coach coaches getting the jobs, like Lincoln Riley's the hot name from Oklahoma, and rightfully so. He does develop quarterbacks. Let's see. We start to look at people like Mel Tucker at Michigan State. They're not what eight and zero now. Whoever thought Michigan State was going to be eight and zero this point in the season? He's doing a hell of a job. What's my man at Stanford? The, the coach. I can't think of his name right now. David. Um, I can't think of his name. He's he's been a hot NFL candidate to go and 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 um have an NFL job a couple years ago. So you do have qualified people out here who should be considered for coaching in the NFL. It's ridiculous. The NFL's nothing but right. the good old boy right. now. I mean, we go right. into the ownership right. of that. Well, hold, hold. that yeah, that's a total different story there, yeah. and we've talked mm-hmm. about that because there are black, there are people of color who are my minority owners. But majority yeah. majority owners, majority there's, I think there's one woman, and then we got Shad Khan of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But um, I just Hollis's question right here: What if they increase? And I'm gonna throw it to you, Jamal. What if they increase the reward for hiring minorities as a head coach? Right now, they get a third round pick. I'm not sure about that, but but maybe they need to do something like that. But I wanted to go here because JP mentioned freaking Byron Leftwich, which I forgot about. I don't know why. And when I mentioned Eric Bieniemy, like these are two brothers who won Super Bowls. But these mm-hmm. they're also two brothers, uh, Jamal who are working under coaches that have kind of always done with favorably well with black coordinators. And this Rudy rule expanded this to coordinators and GM positions. So, I mean, I, it, it does puzzle me some thinking Byron Leftwich and the enemy specifically for me that again, they work under two coaches who've always done, especially, um, What's his name in Tampa? I forgot hit the co- that coach's name. He was, you know, he used to be in Arizona. He's always been pro-black. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Yeah, yeah. And very vocally too, like very extremely vocally too. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the think about Andy Andy Reid. Andy all Reed, his yeah. all his success came under black quarterbacks. That's right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You think about it like that, like, and I, I think eventually brothers like them will get jobs. But, and you could kind of say that that's a sign that the Rooney Rule works, that they, they're top coordinators. You know what I'm saying? It, it works for something. But still, the pinnacle level, Jamal, different story. Yeah, I think Hollis uh, hit it right on the head. Um, they, they, I think there should be some incentive because you got to force these jokers to do something. Because right now, by adding that extra interview, it just makes them feel good in their board meetings. And, and if they didn't, it's to pat themselves on the back that they interviewed somebody. Um, but if they're not executing and, and giving some of these candidates, the, you know, the, the control of the ship, then, you know, it's, it's all just, it, you know, it's a formality. That's all it is. And there's some qualified folks around. I mean, this is going back forever in terms of, of these top black coordinators not getting these jobs. Remember Sherry Lewis way back in the day? Used to be officer coordinator for Green Bay forever. Mm. And then and Yeah, then I know who you're talking about. Went to the Vikings, yeah, and they never got him a shot. He never got he never got that shot. Unreal. 
So and you got you got Pat Hamilton is still walking around right now. So I mean, there's some great football minds out there, black mm-hmm. football minds out there that deserve a shot, um, and not getting a shot. But I think that third round incentive that's interesting. That's extremely interesting, and that could be very enticing. So. Yeah, like TJ. I mean, like, and as he mentioned that name from the Green Bay Packers, like it only makes me think like back in quote unquote our era of our teenage years, John in his thirties. You know what I'm saying? Um, like. There was like a, a like almost you could kind of say like a renaissance of black coaching, even though they weren't truly winning. Like, you know, Art Shell, yeah, was Ro- Romeo Cornell, Lovey Smith, Smith, Tony yeah, Dungy, Tony Dungy. You know yeah, I said the teens, not your freaking, uh, not your fortieth birthday years. <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, yeah, but like I mean, like I was thinking like Art Shell, you know, uh, uh. Romeo again, Romeo Cannell, fucking uh, you know, even Herm Edwards. Uh damn, there was more Ray Rhodes, even going back with my Eagles. Like, we've seen like the league, if you want to say on the head. Dennis Smith for the Vikings. Dennis, yes, Dennis Smith. Thank you. Like the league was a little bit more progressive when it came to hiring black coaches in the 90s. Indeed. Here, here's a perfect example of how messed up the coaching uh, hiring of minority head coaches in the NFL. And we can look, point the fingers squarely at the Detroit Lions, right? Jim Caldwell. Mm -hmm. That's another name. He was their most Uh successful coach. Brought them to their lone playoff. Their lone playoff. If any coach can take the Lions to the playoffs, since the 90s, take that team to to the playoffs and not get a job afterwards? This man was fired. This man was fired and yeah. never got hired back again. He took yeah. the Lions to the playoffs. How do you not get this man a job someplace else with a better team? If he took the worst, the, the Lions have been trash since trash has been invented. <laughs> That's how trash they've been. True. And he brought, the, he brought them to the playoffs. That man should be rewarded for his success. Not casterize it and, and and pushed aside. He should be rewarded for that. But no. They what did they do? They go back to the same old, same old. Where are the lions at today? Today. Hot garbage. Right. Right. Shout out, shout out and, to Ben. Shout out to Ben who always reminds us anytime <laughs> the Lions loses, he finds a way to put it image of Jim Callway well up. Yes. So, I mean, that that speaks volumes right there of what the hiring process is like in the NFL, that you can take the worst team with the worst people and personnel around them, drag that team to the playoffs. Two, three years later, you get fired and can't get a job again. Like you said, all all these teams know who they're going to hire from day one. Right. They're just going through the motions because that's what they're. Uh, and uh, have to do by NFL league standards and practices. Outside of that, it's a wrap. You can't do anything else. I We shouldn't be incentivizing teams to hire minority personnel in top positions. That's just, that's just bullshit. That's like dangling a carrot. Hey, if you hire this guy, we'll hook you up over here. It shouldn't have to be like that. They should. We should be on equal ground. They consider equal ground in their peers 
when your defensive back coordinators, uh, coaches, running back coaches, linebacker coaches, you know, uh, OC and DC coordinators. Oh yeah, they're they're they rank wild high against their peers, but put them in charge of a team. Chill. Well, easy, easy. Pump the brakes on that. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You can hire a man to run your entire offense, bring you title after title after title, but you can't give him a job as a head coach. That says a lot. That says a lot. It says a lot about the owners. It says a lot about the commissioner. Because the commissioner is the one who can who can make really things happen in, in the league. I know he has to bow down to the owners a little bit, but you know, it's gotta start somewhere. It's gotta start somewhere. And nobody's doing this. Nobody's doing this. And it's gonna continue to be that way until something changes dramatically. Right. Like I think I'm sure it was Harold who said it in the comments. We need to get in the owner's box, man. That's right. Shout out to the owner's box podcast, by the way, as always, Seuss. Be Price, Will Walker, shout out to them. But yeah, I mean, it, it definitely changes on that front. Where, where, I mean, even still, that doesn't mean that, oh, I got a black owner. I'm going to hire a black coach just off GP. Because as I like to say, and as I continue to say, don't vote for Eric Adams because every brother ain't your brother. Straight up and down. You know what I'm saying? No matter how you spin it. And I know we're more on black positivity with this conversation right now, trying to be more positive for our people. But every brother ain't your fucking brother, straight up and down. And you still what, gotta what, hire for the best in, in the job at the position. But what, what, the what, difference, what? the difference is, is the black owner may have more reverence to wanting to interview more people of color. And that's where the ownership, in my opinion, that's where the ownership. Uh, uh, diversity would help in cases of hiring black coaches. They might look to interview more black folks for the positions than otherwise, but that doesn't mean that they'll still get the job because as it said, all skin folk ain't kin folk. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, TJ. My, my thing is, why don't they take a look at what the NBA is doing, what Major League is doing, the MLB is doing, and take some you don't have to copy, you know, copycat it, but look at their hiring practices. Look how they interview. Look how they give second and third chances to other co head coaches or managers of these respective leagues. Mm -hmm. And just use that as an example to, to push the agenda forward. They're mm -hmm. not even they're not even doing that. I, I feel you on that. that point. I feel you on that point to a point, to a very right. small point, because to me. I, well, no, Major League Baseball does it too, but the NBA, they they take more of chances in bringing in outsiders who might have coached on some sort of a level. Major League Baseball, it usually takes a shit team to bring in somebody who might not have or, you know, a former player, i.e. like our Yankees, Aaron Boone and all that stuff. First opportunity ever, you know what I'm saying? But, but... For the most part, even in college sports, it's a revolving door, a constant carousel of the same names rolling from team to team to team. And it's no more evident in the NFL than anywhere else. Like it, the NFL is the home for that revolving door of 
well, I failed here at the Jets. Let me fail in let me fail in mediocrity up to the Minnesota Vikings. I failed with the Minnesota Vikings. Let me show some more mediocrity in Miami. You it's know like it's like taking a bad cop who got chastised on a police force. He gets fired. He can get a job at another municipality in another state, no problem. Eric Adams. <laughs> Don't vote for him. He wants it's to just, cut people. He wants to cut people like me's pay five percent. Don't vote for Eric Adams. It's 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 it's. I mean, like they said, we're in twenty twenty one now. Like everybody is is being more progressive, more more transparent, and and it just makes the it just makes the league and the brand look worse. They say don't tarnish the shield, but they're doing it to themselves. Right. They're, they're bringing it on themselves. You can't say don't tarnish the shield and and the and the league when you're the ones that are doing it. Nobody who's holding you guys accountable. But TJ and Jamal, because you made a great point in the comments while you're listening, you can't tarnish the shield. Mm. You can't you can't mm. tarnish the shield, mm. Mm. but we can because it's our money. We're playing with our own house money. Mm. We can do what we want, but Jamal, you can't tarnish the shield. Yeah, man. You know, it's it's frustrating, even 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 still. And I think it's interesting. Somebody else posted the clip, but I saw a clip yesterday where they interviewing um, Eric Dickerson, and he was talking about uh, he was playing a game of golf with uh, Richard Dent and LT and somebody else, and they asked him, "What do you think of the NFL?" And he says, "Fuck the NFL." And he's and all those old players feel that way. They say, "Look." They hate the NFL because they make them – they love the game, but they hate the NFL and how they do the players. They just say pretty much play for us and then go somewhere and die. And, uh, you know, that the NFL, a lot of NFL ownership is old money owners where you, you tend to see the NBA more progressive because those are new money billionaires. And they got a different – they got a different walk, a different look on life, whereas a lot of those NFL owners, you know – this is the, the NFL team is like their third and fourth business. You know what I mean? That's their that's their that's their hobby. It's the play money. So, yeah. Yeah. So 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 that's, do the players spending, need, do they they still spending small face twenties <laughs> and two dollar bills? So do, so do the players need to do more in saying, "Hey, if you guys are not, you know, trying to be more progressive and 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 how your hiring practices are, then I don't want to play for y'all." I got it, TJ. I got it, go TJ. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Because exactly how this can go is exactly what's going on in the city right now. Yeah, we'll, we, we play as a strike and all that good shit. We'll show our, we'll put up our show of force by any means necessary and how we can do it. But guess what? It's, we got the money. Y'all want our money. We can just drop you out to the wayside and go hire a bunch of new hires that could do what we want. Simple as that. It's but literally, the product, it, but the product won't be the same. You understand? It what I'm don't like, matter. It doesn't matter when you are the house money. You're the machine. You're the machine. You you're are right. the machine. You are the Again, machine. It could. It. Sorry for the noise in the background, y'all. But it could be like the replacements. Yeah. We'll look at them as scab players. The game won't be the same. 
they won't recognize it until their money drops. They won't recognize it until their money drops. And they are the ones to hate to see anything leave their wallet. So then Not that goes back way. that goes back on the corporate sponsors and the TV money then. Like because they, they bank on that shit all day. Yes. So yes, that... then then <laughs> yes, then that's where you gotta go with it. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys need to be more progressive. You, you want this cash cow to keep flowing as it is. But but that works people, all money too, man. <laughs> that's true. This that's is true. true. But but People fight for the opportunity to advertise in places like that. So if Pepsi drops out, are they really going to take an L? Again, excuse the truck noise. I'm sorry, y'all. But are they going to take an L when Coca-Cola might want to step in? They got a new product line coming out. You know what I'm saying? If Coca-Cola wants to drop out from there, are they really going to take an L? When the Budweiser, the Anheuser-Busch Corporation has been knocking at their door trying to get in. You know what I'm saying? That's still, I think that, I, I still think that's the answer, actually, is attack. It is, it is. I agree. You got to attack sponsorship. Um, not only attack the, go, go after the number one sponsor, go after the number two, three, and four, and say, hey, we have to, we don't like these practices that are going on. Right, it's because those companies much- promote, I'm sorry. But um, those companies no, 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 promote diversity. Ahead. Those companies promote diversity day in, day out, all day. And for and you to throw money at, at yeah. right, right. So how you, how are you a champion of diversity for your corporation, but you're giving money to a, a an or a, an organization or uh, an entity that is not doing the same thing. And here, you know what I'm saying? here's. Here's the devil. Here's the devil speaking through me once again, advocating for him. How could you say the NFL is not diverse when their workforce is that seventy plus percent? We're, so, of people we're, so, we're talking about in management, upper man. We're talking about an upper oh, management man. position, though. So. You're 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 right. You're right. But a majority of their workforce is who? The players on Us. the field. Us, yeah. The players on the players on the field. So right. it's kind it's kind of tough to talk if you're talking in the overall scope of the league in my opinion it's 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 hard to tough to talk diversity when the product you see on on the field is diverse as hell if not more dominant by us but then yes the decision makers front office people those types that's a different fight that's the advertising fight, like we all do saying. That is the advertisers' fight. That is that is uh, you know their other sources of money kind of fight. That's that's that kind of fight. And what I wanted to end the show on was just saying it's just it's crazy how much what we're talking about right now parallels what's going on in New York City right now through these mandates and what we're going through as a people out here, you know what I'm saying? It's a little different because it's a, it's a, it's a thing of you're pushing, you're pushing the removal of our lack of choosing what we want to do to our bodies. But just the overall scope of the conversation kind of still fits by way of we're the workforce asking for something different. You know what I'm saying? We're the people out there asking for something different. But y'all, as the ownership crew, is staying steadfast on, nah, fuck that. 
We hold big bank takes little bank. We hold all the money. You're gonna concede to what we want, or else. No, that or else is on you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we can sit back and lay up, make y'all do what we want because y'all want our money. Y'all want our money. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of where this shit falls. And so the whole Rooney Rule thing, I'm never going to ask for it to be removed. You ask for it to be removed, that's like reversing years and years and decades upon decades of yeah, I got what? Damn it! What the hell? Fuck was that? What the hell was it called? I just said it earlier, and I drew freaking uh, uh drew a blank on it. Affirmative action. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you're you're asking to reverse year, decades of affirmative action by removing a rule like this. It's gonna take these owners to be more open minded as a people. Jamal made the that's not gonna point. happen. Yes, it's gonna, and it's I guess, I, and I agree with you. Because as I say with almost all change, it's going to take generations of people to die. And some of its teachings have to go and die with it. And it's that old money versus new money, like Jamal mentioned, with the NBA. Ownership does change often in the NBA, whether we see it or not. But it is that new, youthful, progressive money with the big face Harriet Tubman versus... The old school small 20s that, you know, our fathers and parents and stuff used to roll coke and sniff with. (laughs) (laughs) But all in all, though, the Rooney rule, I mean, hey, it is what it is. One clap. No, two claps for you for expanding it to two people. Very progressive. Very. They should have went five. They should have really went like five, yo, for real. I'm saying at least. And make that make that difficult decision of, well, we brought you in. Oh, we'll call you. And I've heard that so over over the years so much, trying to interview from job to job to job. Yeah, we'll call you. No, they know if they want to hire you, right then and there. Mm-hmm. That will call that will call you. Stuff don't work. And that's what it looks like they're doing. But we'll call this show a wrap today. Jamal, you know what to do. So just want to thank y'all for having me on. Shout out, Mayor TJ JP. I'm holding out hope that we're going to see your face on screen one of these weeks. Um, you know, uh, shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to the Soap Dealer, the Open Run, and the Starter Five uh, for the Uno tournament coming up. Make sure y'all register and join. And again, thank y'all for having me. JP. Shout outs to, of course, the Starting po- Starting Five podcast. Shout out to the mayor, TJ, Sister Guitar, wherever you are. Shout outs, of course, to my boy Jamal. And shout outs to the listeners. I'm looking forward to this week of the Sixers eating a Philadelphia cheesesteak all over them damn New York Knicks this week. We're going to eat them like a Gatano's cheesesteak. You know, they're in Philly, it's a Jersey, but you get the, you get the drift of it. <laughs> Jason, I fully expect for you to come for me if, if Knicks lose. I know it's coming, so I'm braced for it. It's all good, though. It's all fun, y'all. You know, it's all it's all love. I really do respect the Knicks, though, and what they're doing, though, man. For real, for real. You know, you know, you know how we do. We just like to shit tap. That's all. Yes, 
Shout out to the Starting Five Podcast. Another great show today, Dan. Um, shout out to Jamal for uh, being a guest on today. Love when you come on, brother. Please, please do it more often. Uh, shout out to JP, the man behind the mask. Um, we'll see next week. Like I said the last time, JP. We'll we'll see you next week. Shout out to all the peoples in the comments. Uh, don't forget to hit that QR code. Uh, so you can hit the link tree so you can join the Starting Five podcast. So you can enter into the Uno tournament. What it's you not in the link did. tree. That's not, not in, in the, the link tree. tree. No, but if they join the podcast, then they if can they join the Facebook group. Yes. Right. Yes. If they join the Facebook group, then they can enter into the um, the Uno tournament brought to you by the soap dealer, the open run and the starting five podcast. So please get on that. Uh, it sounds like a great tournament. Lots of prizes, cash prizes being involved and just to shit talk and have a good time and uh, talk your Uno smack. So definitely do that. Also, uh, it's going to be a great week. Good for sports. Uh, I don't know if y'all been keeping up with the World Series, but go Braves. They're up 3-1 right now. So hopefully the Houston Astros can get out of there. I don't want nobody else winning that shit. <laughs> and uh, have a good no week, y'all. No Braves. I hate the Braves. I always have, always will. No Braves. And we got to see Dusty Baker get that, yo. Fuck out of here. I know I know. us Yankee fans got a thing about the Houston Astros, but black man, Major League Baseball head coach, come on now. We were just talking about this shit. Yeah, I know. I know, but I just, I just my, my disdain <laughs> no, for the Astros. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. They probably, they're trying, they're trying to build a new app right now for their eye watches so they can, they're trying to build a new app right now. But anyway, like I just said, y'all know what to do. QR code right there. It's the link to the start five, everything. I sure I'm missing some things. On there, but you got the website, the Apple Podcast, Anchor, you have the merch link, you have the TikTok, Instagram, and most importantly, the link to the Star Five Podcast Facebook group. Please come join the group. That is the way that you will be able to see the live shit talking events as the games are being hosted. During the Uno tournament, there will be certain matchups selected to be on the big screen hosted in the group by myself and the homie Will Strickland of the Open Run Podcast. We'll be your moderators slash interviewers during the games, during the matchups, and just popping mad shit, talking, clowning y'all, the whole nine. World Domination Uno Tournament coming to the Star 5 Podcast Group by way of the Soap Dealer presented by the Open Run Podcast. Peace. Peace, y'all. Peace out. Disabled.